Chat GPT. Like the calculator for the mathematician and Photoshop for the graphic designer back in the day. ChatGPT has dominated LinkedIn probably for about the last month. And there's a lot of chumps on LinkedIn that are in roles and industries where ChatGPT isn't necessarily gonna impact them. And they love to come onto LinkedIn and tell us copywriters and creators all about how we're gonna be jobless in the next six months. And that's just really not the case. The reality is 99% of the people that I work with that come to people like me and other copywriting agencies or creative agencies to do social media and, and other copy haven't got a clue what chat GPT is and probably won't do for a long time because they don't live in that world. They're not exposed to it. You have to kind of take with a pinch of salt people kind of coming along and saying, you're gonna be out of a job because of ChatGPT, it's bullshit. It's very much beta, there's gonna be lots of evolutions of it, and the reality is we can't be afraid of it, and we have to embrace it. I've been playing around with it quite a bit over the last month or so, and there's definitely ways that I think I can integrate it into what I do to maybe save me a, a bit of time, um, and maybe get the, the creative juices flowing if, if one day I'm just not feeling that creative. It still needs input, it still needs time, it still needs someone to be in that frame of mind. And what people don't understand is, most of the reason people go to a copywriting agency or a creative agency or a social media agency is because they don't have the time or the inclination to do it themselves. People's argument of people are gonna save a few quid by using chat GPT to write their content for them rather than paying someone like me, they're just not because it still requires time, input. You have to feed it for it to learn your style, to learn what you want. Then you have to implement the copy. Then you have to put it onto a website or schedule the social media or create the social media visuals. People aren't going to do that. So if you are in that space and you're worried that this new tech is going to put you out of work, it isn't. Embrace it. Don't be scared of it. Understand it. Use it see how you can integrate it, don't ignore it. I think that would probably be my takeaway with ChatGPT, don't ignore it. Because then you're just burying your head in the sand. Um, Tuesday. We are actually on Tuesday, so I know I'm breaking my golden rule by talking about the previous day on the day after, if that makes sense. But you've actually caught me on Tuesday night. Well, I say night, it ain't bloody night. It's 16.39 and it's pitch black almost. And it's also freezing cold this week. I started the car this morning, it was minus seven. But today has been an, another mental day, if I'm honest. Yesterday was really, really busy. Yesterday was one of those Mondays where I, I literally didn't stop from seven in the morning right through. I was still doing bits and pieces on my laptop while we were watching Happy Valley on the telly. Um, and I won't lie, we then did skim through Love Island. Anyway. Um, We'll skim past that. I am currently editing last week's video. And that gives you a kind of an idea of the of the timeline. And the reason I'm mentioning this now, and the reason I wanna talk about this for Tuesday's entry, or certainly start talking about it for Tuesday's entry, is because as a business owner, this is really important. As a business owner, you will, you will come up against times where there's things you really wanna do, and there's things you feel that you need to do. The stuff that you need to do is typically boring, and if you do too much of it, it becomes a real chore. The stuff you wanna do is quite often the thing that isn't necessarily gonna make you immediate money. And this YouTube series is very much like that. I'm not, it's not gonna make me any money directly. But there's a couple of reasons why I do it. One, I wanna showcase the fact that I'm confident in front of camera, I can edit video, I can edit video well, and that 
can ultimately lead into job and work opportunities that I really want to get into over time. Um, and two, it creates a hell of a lot of short form content for social media. So although it takes me, you know, two or three minutes a snippet, and then maybe a couple of hours a week to edit the, the, the whole thing down, upload it to YouTube and stuff like that, not only do I I really enjoy it. So it's it's more than just work, it's a hobby as well. But actually, longer term, it, it forms a really important part of that content strategy for the unconventional brand. And I think as a business owner, you have to try and try and balance the time in terms of what's going to make me money now and what's going to make me money in a year's time. And obviously, if you're not making enough money to live, you have to prioritise what's going to make me money now. Absolutely fact, you, you have to do that, unless you're gonna put extra hours in to do both. We're very fortunate that we've got to the position where we do have enough money coming in, and I feel really passionate about telling the story, the real life story of a, of a new business owner and the, the highs and lows, and what goes through my brain in terms of what I battle every day. And it, and it is a constant battle, because there's some real highs, and, and there are some real lows um, that, that maybe don't need to be lows and it and another person perhaps wouldn't see them as lows but i i do and i can imagine new business owners generally do because there's always that constant stress in the in the back of your mind so i thought it was quite important for me to talk about why i do this and that balancing act between stuff that makes you money now but you don't necessarily enjoy or 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 want to do all the time and stuff that's going to make you money in the long term somehow you have to find time for both even if this long term stuff is a bit of more of a slow burner you have to have a strategy and a plan around it and understand what value it's going to bring you in that longer term because if you're building a brand whether it's a business brand or a personal brand it can't all be about today and tomorrow there has to be a thought on six months a year five years depending on on what your goals are you were you were only one when we moved into this house mum i mean dad mum the one I want, the one the Lego set you want the most, but I know I'm not getting it. Oh, the Lego set you want the most, but you know you're not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm just gonna say it. Just say it. Could the you? Shoe. Pardon? The shoe. The shoe. It's definitely the shoe. The shoe. Yes. Starting a podcast was a a strategic move originally. Uh, I felt like it would be great for content. It's great to add into the content portfolio. And also, if I said I didn't have ambitions to get larger, more known, more famous, neurodiverse people on the podcast, I'd be lying. I think that's the ultimate goal when you start a podcast to, to build it and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. It's been going for six months. We've had 24 guests. I've switched it to one every two weeks as opposed to one every week because it was just becoming too consuming. It's, it's tough. If I'm honest, it's a tough gig. Um, we've had some great guests on. I learn uh, so much from doing each of those episodes. And the one that released this week was Ben Seal. Fantastic podcast, the longest one we've ever done. Super enlightening, really honest and open conversation that I had with Ben. But it's struggling to, to get traction if I'm being brutal. Whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on any of the outlets, obviously the only places that I share it are on social media. So it goes across my social media channels. And although the LinkedIn post to promote it does well in terms of initial engagement, again, trying to get people off social media and onto something else is, is really tough. So you kind of have to, 
it's one of those it's one of those um, channels that you try and balance it in terms of how much time do I need to invest in this to get it out, knowing that probably for a long time it's not necessarily going to be a huge revenue driver. But like with so many of the things that I do, like with this as well, which also goes on the podcast channel, it does add to the authenticity of the brand. Certainly from a YouTube perspective, it's great for SEO. And I think it's part of that multi-channel contribution that every business has to has to factor in. You've got a couple of elements that directly impact revenue, but then you've got four or five other streams that you work on that in conjunction with the main ones drive revenue. And actually, if you took all of those away, you might find that the key, that the main two are impacted. So sometimes you can't actually directly measure ROI on, on, the, on the time that you spend on these things. So a couple of things you have to make sure is that you enjoy them, which I do. You get something from them. The podcast for me is like free education every time I'm on it. And it's not taking up all of your time so that it ends up encroaching on the things you do that do directly make money and actually pay the bills and the mortgage. And that's been a, a big thing that I've kind of gone through over the last couple of months. Okay, so it's taken us two weeks to finish this episode and actually three attempts to finish this segment because this stupid camera keeps going out of focus. I've definitely done something with the settings. I'm gonna try and move less. Although I like moving, I've got a problem with moving. Why have I been delayed? Well, two reasons. One that will become apparent in the next episode, Soz, but you've got to stay tuned for that. And that's quite a big one. That is possibly the biggest announcement I've ever made in my life. Bigger than leaving work and starting the company. So that's big. But the other one was that I was doing some decorating. I was abusing my power as a business owner to do what I want when I want and uh, have no one tell me I can't and spend some time during the day, during the week, getting some decorating done. It meant I was still working at nine o'clock at night on client stuff, but I didn't mind because I had daylight for me decorating. And I'm gonna show you the decorating in a minute. Before I do, let me link that because it is easy when you start your own business to think, oh, I can just do what I want when I want. And that is true, but the reality is if you do that, you won't get anything done. I ha actually haven't ever fallen into that trap, funnily enough, because I've always had something to do. Marketing for me is massive, and I'm always working on new marketing material, whether it's this, whether it's content for social media, whether it's blogging, anything like that. So I've always had stuff that consumed me that was business related. So I've never really thought, oh, I'll just go out and go to the pub or watch a movie today or whatever. I've always felt like, I needed to be working. But sometimes a job comes along that consumes me, and this decorating definitely did that, but I still made it work for me. I got the stuff done during the day that I wanted done, and then I caught up in the evening. I think sometimes I didn't want to, sometimes I wanted to just sit there and watch Love Island. What? Who said that? Um, but I would sit there watching Love Island with my laptop on because I knew that I had to get those jobs finished because otherwise that discipline starts to go out the window. So that's a that's an important message, especially for new business owners. Anyway, the decorating. As many of you may know that follow me on LinkedIn, this is what I've been working on. Paneling. We've never done paneling before, uh, but Lynn's, my wife, was desperate to get it on uh, and get it done, and she helped me get the, uh, the painting done as well, which was great. Um, all the wood came from Travis Perkins. I gave them what I wanted. They cut it all for me. Well, most of it. I cut the lengths, they cut the strips. Um, and it's all worked out pretty good, I'd say, for a first attempt. Very, very happy. Um, the sticker, that's going. That's being replaced by a mirror. Sorry, sticker. Your, t your day is done. 
Um, and the top coat will more than likely be a similar colour to what's there now, just because we like it and uh, we think it looks fresh. So that's what I've been doing. That's why it's taken so long, that and the other thing that um, will be announced in due course. That's why I haven't been able to finish this when I was supposed to finish it. Um, but we're there now, it's done. You know what the score is. I wanna finish off by just talking about January because it's the 3rd of Feb today. January was a rubbish month. In terms of new interest, shall we say. We signed three new clients in Jan, which was over target, which was great. They were all a hangover from January, uh, from December. It still counts, but February started better already. So if it was a dry Jan for you in more ways than one, don't be too disheartened because I think it probably was a dry Jan for most people in most businesses. Jan's always a shit month. So um, February, I'm sure, will be a much, much better month. Um, and it's already started well for us. So uh, keep your chin up. Make sure that you don't let Jan get you down. If it was crap, if it was good, awesome. If you haven't already followed and subscribed to the channel, please do. It all helps if you've got this far. And uh, we'll see you next time.